Well, good evening. Welcome to everyone who's tuning in to this uh, prayer event this evening. My name is Pastor Ryan Mowen. I am senior pastor here at Church of the Atonement, and we're so thankful that you're taking some time to join us in kicking off a season of prayer. We're going to begin with our service in a little bit. I'm going to explain um, what we can expect from our time tonight um, and how uh, the service is going to flow. But before we do that, I do want to offer some explanation um, of, uh, of this season of prayer and, and how it came about, um, some explanation of why we feel very strongly to ask and call our church to focus in this time praying for gospel revitalization and gospel renewal. This is something that kind of came through the conviction of, of your two pastors, Pastor Terrence and myself, both separately, we felt that uh, our church is in a position where we need to be praying that the gospel would come into the lives of our people. The gospel needs to come into uh, our nation. It needs to come and, and build up the churches that are trying to do the Lord's work here. We can see in America there's a lot of brokenness. There's a lot of conflict. There's been a lot of issues that have uh, come to the surface in 2020. And it's all declaring that there is a desperate need for the healing that comes in through the gospel. And so um, we felt compelled to bring this to the session, our elders, and the elders agreed wholeheartedly this is a season to be praying. And so we uh, put this together and we have offered a prayer guide and we put a theme with this season of prayer, which is called Far As the Curse is Found. So you probably recognize that line. It comes from the hymn, Joy to the World. And the, the full line goes, He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. And the idea of the focus of our prayer is just that. Let us pray that God would make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. Scriptures are filled with times in which God promises to pour out blessing that overshadows and overwhelms all of the depths of brokenness and, um, and uh, sinfulness that has infected the world. I think it's a beautiful thing for us to meditate on that line and use it as a guide for a season of prayer. So if you've downloaded your prayer guide, you may have already seen this. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to download it yet, be sure that you do that. Uh, if you want to print it out, that'd be great. I'd also recommend for this season of prayer finding uh, some form of paper, whether it's this prayer guide or a separate prayer journal, writing down things that you are praying for um, as we go through this season of prayer. Um, in the prayer guide, you'll see it's broken down week by week. The first four weeks have a focus on repentance. And what we're doing as we pray for four weeks in, in repentance, we're praying over the areas of our nation and our world. We're praying over the areas of our churches, where our churches have failed to live up to fulfill the calling of the gospel. We're praying over our homes. How have our homes experienced brokenness and our need of revitalization and renewal through the gospel and ourselves? Um, as we're praying over those things, I want you to think about the idea that what we're doing is we are naming all of the places where the curse has touched daily life. And so we're, we're praying for the areas that we know God's blessing needs to flow in this area, Lord. On the fifth week, we will be focusing on the blessing of redemption, the gift of redemption, the salvation plan that God offers to us through the gospel. And then in the last four weeks of this season of prayer, 
what we're going to be doing is praying for renewal, praying for the blessings to flow into those dead places of our lives, of our homes, of our world, and of the church. And so that's kind of a a bird's eye view of this season of prayer that we're entering into. Our hope is that our church would have a concerted effort, that we would be regular in praying together. This is the only planned event of prayer that we have for this season, but we're going to be talking about it from the pulpit. We're going to be encouraging you with reminders through social media and through email in Atonement Life. We want our church to remain faithful in this so that we might see some fruitfulness come out of this season of prayer. Tonight, um, as we go through this prayer event and the service, we're going to be following a pattern for prayer that we would commend to you to use as you are praying uh, by yourself, uh, as you're praying with family, as you're praying with friends in Bible studies or small groups. And it should be easy to remember. We've been going through a uh, study of lessons through the book of Acts, and that is the acronym we're using to guide us through this evening of prayer. The acronym stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. And so the the hope is that tonight we will begin a season of prayer by praying together, by having our hearts and minds unified, even though we're not all gathered in this place. Wherever we are, if we're on our way home from work, if we're just finishing up dinner and gathered as a family, whatever we're doing, that we would have an opportunity as Church of the Atonement and friends and family of this church to pause and to pray together and ask the Lord to help us as we enter into this season of prayer. In our uh, sermon series, we covered um, a, a week that was titled Essential Prayer. And we looked how in the book of Acts, prayer was a major part of the ministry of the church. They had outward-facing ministry, but their prayers were always Uh, something that was happening as they were proceeding in their ministry. And one of the things that we saw is that they didn't always pray for circumstances to change, but they also prayed that the Lord would help them to remain faithful. And so tonight, as we're praying, certainly one of the things we can be asking for is for circumstances to change. But along with that, it's important for us to be praying that God would help us be faithful prayers that God would help us be faithful in this season of prayer. We're, we're going into a busy season, right? There's going to be holidays that are coming. There's going to be all sorts of, I'm sure, chaos and confusion with this current pandemic, the political situation in our country. There is going to be so much fighting for our attention. Will we remain faithful in praying? Let us pray to that end. I want to begin uh, this service by reading a, a short account of Scripture as Jesus taught his disciples and those listening uh, on the mount by the Sea of Galilee, he was teaching them how they should pray. Listen to God's word. This is Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 5. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. But truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. 
Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, as we come tonight into this time of prayer, we come and we humble ourselves to these words that your Son Christ spoke to the disciples and speaks to us now. Father, we pray that you would guard us against any pretense that is not uh, going to be glorifying and honoring to you. We pray that we would not be hypocritical in our prayer life, that we are not doing this for our glory, Lord. Father, we ask that you would guard us from using many words, help us to be direct and concise in how we pray. You know the things that we should be praying for already, Lord. But we know this evening and this season is about aligning our hearts with yours. So, Father, we ask your blessing upon this evening of prayer. We ask that your Holy Spirit would help to guard our hearts and minds tonight from anxieties and distractions. Father, we know how difficult it can be to have sustained time in prayer. We know that for some of us in this church, it can be a real challenge to be focused in prayer. Father, guide our hearts and minds tonight. Unify your church that we might glorify your name together, that we might confess our sin and our need of you together, that we might give you thanksgiving for your faithfulness together, and that we might ask in boldness for answered prayers together. Lord, we dedicate this hour to you, and we seek your blessing upon it, and we ask it only in Christ's name. Amen. At this time, let us prepare our hearts for this time of prayer with a song as Luke and Carrie lead us in some music this evening. Christ ashore and steady anchor in the fury of the
open with prayers of adoration. To help us, I want to read from Psalm 19, verses 1 through 10. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom, leaving his chamber, and like a strong man, runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens, and its circuit to the end of them, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey, and the droppings of the honeycomb. 
As we enter into a time of praise and adoration for our God, I encourage you to pray at home with your families out loud, extolling and exalting God for who he is, for his character, for his mighty works, for his grace and his mercy in your lives, in the lives of your family, in this church, in our nation. Give God the praise he is due. And I will close our time in prayer together. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening in praise and adoration of your great power and name. You alone, O Lord, are faithful. You alone, O Lord, are holy. You alone, O Lord, deserve all praise and glory. Father, we praise your great name.
We humbly worship you and delight in your holiness. The works of your hands display your majesty for all to see. There is no place in all of creation where your mighty power is hidden, though we, your creations, try in vain to hide from it. Father, we pray that we, your people, would make much of your Son, Jesus Christ, who is the hope of the world. May we proclaim your grace and mercy to the world in a time when so many people are in need of your grace and mercy. Father, we praise you for your holy word, for it truly is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In your word we find truth. In your word we find life. In your word we find hope. And in your word we find your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Father, make us a people transformed by your word that we may live by it daily. And Father, to you alone be glory and honor, for you alone are worthy of our praise. Hear us now as we cry out to you in prayer on behalf of our families, our church, our nation, and the world. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Continuing reading in Psalm 19, verses 11 through 14. Moreover, by them, your righteous law, God's righteous law, is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. As we enter a time of confession, continue to meditate on Psalm 19. Let the word of God guide your prayer. Moreover, by them, God's righteous law is your servant warned in keeping them, there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Father, we have not kept your law, both in our actions, our inactions. Hear our prayers of confession now. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have divinity over me. 
then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Father God, to the extent that we have put our hope in anything uh, other than your kingdom, our faith in anything other than you, Lord, if we've sought anything other than your righteousness, please reveal that to us now as we confess our presumptuous sins to you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you in your sight, O Lord, my rock, my redeemer. Father, your word says that out of the abundance of our hearts, our mouths speak. We confess, God, to you the sins of our heart and the hurtful, angry, or careless words that proceed from them. Lord God, turn our hearts again back to you. Let us delight in your truth. Renew our minds and teach us by your wisdom. God, fill us with your Holy Spirit so that we can continually know your presence. Enable us, God, to live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Let us thoroughly enjoy your salvation. Give us a passionate desire to serve you. Free us, God, to declare your truth to the world. Let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. You are our rock. You are our redeemer. Lord, enable us to glorify you in all that we say and do that your name would be known as holy. In Christ we pray. Amen. Hear God's assurance of pardon for us and his commitment to make us new. From Titus 2, verses 11 through 14, it says, For the grace of God has appeared, 
bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works to the glory of God. When we come to God in prayer, when we see the Lord Jesus teaching uh, what we call the Lord's Prayer, it begins with adoration. Jesus teaching his disciples to honor, to exalt, to extol, to lift up high the name of God, the reality of God. We must never forget who God is. Then we bow before the Lord on our knees and we confess. We tell him our sin. He already knows it, but we confess it. We put our hearts on the table before the Lord. We plead his forgiveness and God forgives us through Christ the Lord. And then our Lord teaches us as all of the scripture teaches us in all things we are to give thanks. We come now, brothers and sisters, to offer thanks to the Lord our God. I invite you, if you have a Bible with you, I invite you to take your Bible and open it to Psalm 30. To Psalm 30. The Psalms are songs. They were sang by the people of God. This particular song is a song of thanksgiving to God. It's a song of thanksgiving to God for God's presence, for his power, for his mercy, for God rescues sinners like you and like me. Brothers and sisters, hear Psalm 30. And as I read through the psalm, you're going to have a time to pray afterwards. But I want you, as we go through, listen as David, the psalm writer, gives God thanks and the reasons why he thanks God. Hear now Psalm 30. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol. You restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. 
By your favor, O Lord, you made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cry, and to the Lord I plead for mercy. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. Right where you are, right where you are, take some time and offer up thanks to God. Let's pray.
think about everything that you have received. Everything you possess, everything you have, God gave it to you. When we think about thanking God, we could thank him forever. There should never come a time when we have no, no, no words in our mouths that we cannot give God thanks. Brothers and sisters, would you pray with me? Our Father and our God, we are the recipients of your incredible love, perfect patience, magnificent mercy, and glorious grace. You have given and given and given again and again to generations of humanity as you have made your plan of salvation known since the fall of our first parents in the Garden of Eden. Today, God, we are thankful and we offer up our words of thanksgiving to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for you called the heavens and the earth into existence. You, O oh God, set the stars in the sky and they shine by the word of your power. God, you are the ancient of days, Alpha and Omega, the Lord of all eternity and history, the only God. You alone are to be worshipped as supreme, for there are indeed no other gods. Glory belongs to you, you are the living God, enduring forever. Your kingdom shall never be destroyed. And your dominion will be forever. You are the covenant-making and covenant-keeping God. And we thank you for making an everlasting bond with us through the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, God for the gift of life. Each day we awake is because of you. Thank you for life. Though there are many even now who toil and struggle under adversity, affliction, and pain. Thank you, God, for the strength to persevere each moment of every day. So often we take the simplest aspects of life for granted. Thank you for supplying us with the power to press forward through the circumstances of each of our lives. God, you are our refuge and our strength. You are a very present help in trouble. Thank you, God, for the grace to repent. You have not dealt with us as we deserve, but rather, Father God, you have held back your hand of judgment and poured out the mercy of transformed thinking and living as you, O oh God, call us back to you. Thank you, God, for promises from the Bible 
which provide us with wisdom, guidance, deliverance, truth, and light to enable us to know you, walk with you, and live each day in our homes, cities, on our jobs, before our family members, before our children, our friends, and our neighbors. Thank you, God, for not deserting us ever. There have been times, God, even this year, maybe this week or day, where we have been tempted to doubt that you are near, but your promises assure us that you are with us even to the end of the age. This year, 2020, has seen some difficult days with the coronavirus, with all sorts of things we've seen in the news. But by your power, by your purpose, and by your plan, we endure. The Scripture teaches us that you are merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For you know our frame, O Lord. You remember that we are dust. Thank you for Jesus Christ, who is our Lord, our Savior, our King, and our brother. Through Jesus, we have peace with you, God. While we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly for us. We are new creatures through Jesus Christ now, and we have no condemnation. Through faith in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit who is our comforter and our guide and who empowers us in life and ministry. Thank you, God, for the church. Thank you for a people named, defined, and identified by Jesus Christ who loved and loves such that he became one of us and laid down his life as the perfect payment for lawbreakers, idol worshipers, wayward people like us. Thank you, God, for your promise that what you have begun in the church, Holy Spirit, you will bring it to completion. Thank you for brothers and sisters who are brought together by the person and work of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for raising up men and women, boys and girls who depend on Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for raising up pastors and elders, deacons, missionaries, Sunday school teachers, congregants who are united together by the Spirit of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, God, for a family that will endure throughout the ages of eternity because of the great work of Jesus Christ. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to live and serve our families, our neighbors, the poor, the hurting, the oppressed, the afflicted, the widow, the orphan, 
the hungry, and the prisoner. Thank you for the privilege to give a piece of bread, a cup of cold water, a cup of coffee, clothing, and other daily needs to our neighbors. Thank you for the opportunity to tell others about Jesus Christ. It is a privilege to teach others about Jesus Christ, for there is no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. The good news about Jesus transforms individuals, families, neighborhoods, cities, and nations. May it be so, Lord. May it be so. Merciful God, may it be so. Thank you for a country where we have freedom and not tyranny. Thank you for the privilege of living out the reality of the kingdom of God in our country and the world. Thank you, God, that we do not have to have we don't have to fear anything except you. Thank you for ruling over the nations of the earth even at this very moment. O oh Lord, our Lord, for this and many, many other things we say, thank you. We thank you, O oh Lord. We thank you from this time forth and forevermore. We thank you, O oh God, from the rising of the sun to its setting. We are thankful and we pray to always be thankful. We make this prayer of thanksgiving through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We come now to a time of prayer that is called supplication. It's a fancy word of asking for God's help. And it is a, uh, a beautiful thing to think about the idea that God actually wants us to ask Him. He wants us to ask Him. He wants us to look to Him for help. He did not create us to be independent. He did not make us to be on our own. He made us to have relationship with Him. He made us so that we would depend upon Him. He made us so that we would need His presence and power in our lives constantly. And so as we come and we ask for God's help, it's, it's not something that offends Him. We don't come and we ask for things just hoping that we are catching Him in a good mood. When we ask for the Lord to answer prayers, when we ask for things, it's honoring Him. It's giving his power and his personhood the glory it deserves. It's acknowledging he's the only one who has all power and ability to change and meet the concerns that are on our hearts. Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 11, Jesus is still on that mount teaching. And he says, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, 
and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. For which one of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, would give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Hmm. Jesus tells us that our Father wants to give us good gifts. Do we believe that? Let us pray. Father, how difficult it is to lead a prayer of asking for your help when we can speak in generalities and yet there are such specific needs in the body of Christ here at Church of the Atonement. And so, Lord, to begin this time, help us to lift up our needs to you. Help us to have the boldness to ask Let us lean on the teaching of Christ. Let us lean on the patterns that are kept for us in Scripture, that you delight to hear your people seek your face. You delight to see them come before your throne with boldness in the name of our Savior Christ and to ask for your help. And so, Father, hear our prayers as we lift them up to you, both silently and or out loud, however we might be praying tonight.
our Father and our God. Tonight we have come before your throne as your people who are called by your name only by grace. We've come and we have declared your glory. We have given you adoration for your goodness, for your righteousness, for the love and joy and hope that you have brought to this creation. Even in the midst of darkness, you are breaking in through the kingdom with your truth. And Father, we confessed our need of your presence and power in our lives. How far we fall short of your goodness. Father, we have given thanks for your abundant faithfulness of ways that you have provided and blessed. And you still tell us, ask me for more. And so, Father, we ask this in faith, not with a guilty conscience, but with one that has been pressed forward to come with these requests by your Holy Spirit, by the prompting of your word, by the leading and teaching of our Savior, your Son, Christ. So, Father, we pray that you would help us to be faithful as your people, as members of your church, Lord, help us to be faithful. Help us to thank you, not just with words tonight, Lord, but thank you with our lives and the way that we live them for your glory. Father, help us to be a church that focuses on kingdom work and does not become distracted with trivial matters. Lord, you know what we mean by the term first world problems. There are eternal problems that you have called us to come and engage with. Lord, keep us faithful in this calling. Father, help us not to be anxious. You know the great turmoil and unrest that we feel. Father, you know the events that are taking place right now, the, the uh, summaries of events that are going to come out this week about the future leadership of our nation, something you have already determined by your sovereign hand, what will happen tomorrow. Your word tells us, what can we do by being anxious? What can we add? Can we add an hour to our life by being anxious? Christ says no. And so, Father, help us to not be an anxious people who worries, but help us to be a people filled with your peace, filled with shalom, because we know the one who controls all things. And he calls us his children. Father, guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus so that we might have peace in the midst of these troubling times. Father, help us not to retreat from bringing hope into dark places. As members of the church, you call us to be active in declaring your glory and bringing the kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Father, in speaking about the church through your Son, Christ, 
said the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That means the gates, the defenses of hell, cannot withstand the oncoming charge of the kingdom. Lord, help us to be faithful in that call. Help us not to retreat, but to move forward in bringing hope and healing through the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And Father, as we seek to be faithful and seek to do this kingdom work without fear, without anxiety, Lord, you know we have very simple needs. We have bills to be paid. We need food to strengthen our bodies. We need homes to provide us shelter and rest. We need cars for transportation. Lord, in all these things that you provide for us, they are just simple assets in doing ministry. These are not possessions that we take pride in, though we might enjoy them, these wonderful and good gifts. But Lord, may they be used for your glory. May they be provided for us so that our minds might focus on this calling you've placed upon our lives. And Lord, though we have simple needs, there's also many needs in our hearts. For some of us tonight, that list seems so long. How do we even know where to start to pray? We might have so many needs, but it's not too many for you. Some of these things might feel so big that we don't know how to even pray for them. And so, Father, it is good for us to remember your word in Romans chapter 8, beginning in verse 26. You tell us that likewise the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And so, Father, as we lift up these requests, as we offer them to you and ask for you to answer these prayers, we ask it knowing that the Spirit is perfecting our imperfect prayers, that he is praying in ways that we do not know we should be praying. And we are trusting, Lord, that you will answer them according to your goodness, your kindness, your love, your mercy, your grace, and your power. And so tonight as we end this event, we know you call us to continue to pray. Father, we ask that you would help us to trust that you are answering these prayers. Help us to be vigilant in praying and looking for your answered for your answers to our prayers we lift all these things up lord in the strong name of christ our savior amen amen before we close uh this event of prayer 
Luke and Carrie are going to lead us in one more song, and then I'm going to offer a benediction. message of good news. He comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found. May that be a guiding thought as we continue in this season of prayer. As we begin in this time of repentance, may we think about all those areas that are dead, all those areas that are broken and our need of the gospel, our need of the healing that God can bring in the realms of our nation, in our world, in our churches, in our homes, in our own lives. As we go about this work of praying, church, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit bind us up and strengthen us for this work 
so that we might rejoice and sing of all the glory and majesty of God for the renewal that he is bringing into this world by the coming of his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.